welcome to the Freshman Fitness Podcast, a podcast designed specifically for beginners trying to navigate the difficulties of getting started with their fitness journey. My name is Emily and I'm a certified personal trainer and gym rat dedicated to providing you with the tools necessary you need to start your fitness journey and to stick with it. This podcast is all about sharing no BS tips, real reviews, and personal stories to help you build the confidence you need to achieve your fitness goals. Let's get into it. Today's episode is going to be about gym anxiety, a topic that many beginners struggle with. We polled on social media to figure out what the top questions were that people had around getting started in the gym. And my friend Kelsey and I are going to give our best answers for each question. So I'm going to turn it over to Kelsey right now, and she's going to introduce herself. Hey guys, I am Kelsey, uh, Kelsey Chittum. I'm the owner and founder of the M5 Framework, where we teach women to maximize and maintain their movement mindset and metabolism. I have my master's in exercise science uh, certifications, very similar to that of Emily, my NASM uh, CPT, my NASM CES, and then a nutrition certification, CISSN. And I've been in the fitness industry since 2012, where I had my start as a group exercise instructor. So I, I didn't necessarily start in the gym. I was in the group exercise room with a whole bunch of ladies. And then I eventually uh, made my way out into the fitness center with all the fun stuff, with all the toys, the weights, the ropes, and all that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of beginners start with group classes because they don't know how to navigate the gym. So they think that's the easiest way to go. So having your perspective on this is going to be awesome. We keep throwing out this term gym anxiety. Why don't, and you're the expert on gym anxiety and newbies. Um, what is gym anxiety? <laughs> yes. So I feel like everyone knows what anxiety is in general. It's just kind of like feeling uneasy, feeling stressed out. And gym anxiety is just as it sounds, it's an uneasiness about going into the gym, feeling stressed or worried or, you know, just like completely overwhelmed about getting in the gym. And so many beginners struggle with this. I remember I struggled with this a lot as well. And it's simply just because of like the struggles people face, which actually goes right into the next question here that we have is what are the biggest struggles women face when they want to start their fitness journey for the first time? Um, so what I came up with is most people just obviously they don't know what to do. So that causes a lot of anxiety. And then they have a fear of being judged. Like, I think most people have this fear in general, not just around the gym, but a lot of people don't want to be judged. So they're going into a place where they don't know what they're doing and they're thinking all these people know what they're doing and they're going to judge me for not knowing what's going on in here. So that causes a big problem for a lot of people. Not to mention when you're just starting, you're probably in a place where you're not very comfortable in your own skin yet because you haven't been working out, you're not feeling good about yourself. So just being uncomfortable in your own skin causes more anxiety than if you were to go in there feeling great about yourself people are looking at me <laughs> i feel like right, i'm going yeah. in and people are just staring at me so they go and they just go on the treadmill yeah. or like i know how to operate the treadmill that's it <laughs> so i'm just exactly right yeah all the cardio machines just go in there you press the button and you're good and no one really cares what you're doing that's a route a lot of people go when they're just getting started and to go on top of that a lot of people don't know what the best form is for exercises or if they're doing it right or wrong. So that causes more anxiety. So there's just a lot of factors that go into it. Exactly. You don't want to hurt yourself. And then they have the gym bros in there. It's just a bunch of different things going on. When people do end up okay, 
they they take that first step. They sign up for the gym. Okay, yes, I'm I'm anxious about it. I don't know what to do. I go to the gym. What what are some of those mistakes, and how can they overcome those and not make those mistakes? I think the most common thing people do is we kind of mentioned it already. They just only do cardio because they don't know what what exercises are good, what exercises are bad, if they're doing them right or wrong. So they just default to doing only cardio, and that's it. And that's good if you just want to like become healthier overall and whatnot. But if you're trying to actually build muscle and get lean, and I know a lot of people want a toned body overall, then that is not going to be a good route to go. You're going to turn into skinny fat, you know, so we don't want that. Another big mistake I see is people just go, and I, I did this too when I first started, is they just walk around to random machines and they just do them. And they, first of all, probably don't even know what they're for really, or there's just no structure to any of the plan they're doing. So they do all these machines and then they go home and they're like, I don't really see any results happening here. (laughs) And it's just because they don't have a structured routine going on. So, which is another problem. Those are two separate problems, actually. But the gym machines are so lined up nicely. I know, right? Exactly. Yeah, they put them in perfect line in the order you're supposed to go. And that would be very helpful, actually. I'm going to make a gym that does that. (laughs) It's a great idea. They're all numbered and you know what number to go to on your sheet. Yeah. Another mistake people make is not paying any attention to their nutrition. And I was a big, this was a big problem for me because I like to eat a lot of food. I was just like eating everything inside. Like I had no, I wasn't tracking anything. I had no protein. I just didn't care. I was like, I'm in the gym. I can eat whatever I want. That did not work out for me. I ate pizza um, last night. So like, if I just do the treadmill, it evens out, right? Right. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't realize that you can go on the treadmill for like an hour and burn like 200 calories maybe and eat that back in like 30 seconds. You cannot outwork a bad diet, truly. Last mistake I have written down here is not asking for help. So I didn't do this at all either. These are all things I didn't do. So this is just me personally, but I never asked for help. I never had a trainer. I never would go up to people in the gym or ask a friend, like, how do I do this? I would just try to figure it out on my own and that's why it took me so long to get results in the beginning because I was just doing everything wrong and <laughs> no one helped me and I didn't ask for help so if you ask for help people will help you and you will get results much faster and I think it is overwhelming to that degree because there is a lot that goes into it right okay body mm-hmm. awareness okay what muscle am I supposed to be working with this movement what's the best weight what's the best form so I don't get hurt so I, I understand that there yeah I get why there's a lot of confusion and, you know, uh, anxiety around it because there is a lot to it. And then I, I think, yeah, certainly having somebody there to point you in the right direction, tell you what all you're supposed to know and remember is, is a great way to start to, or not make those mistakes. So those are some things to not make mistakes beyond those. Are there any other things that people can do to overcome gym anxiety? For sure, for sure. So what you can do to overcome it is, first of all, if you have never been to the gym you're going to, familiarize yourself with that gym. Ask the front desk or one of the trainers there to bring you through the gym, take a tour of it, ask them questions. It's free. Take advantage of that. Next thing, put together a workout plan that's actually structured. And if you can't or don't know how, try to ask someone or you can also get a trainer, but I know trainers are expensive. So 
one of those options would be good. If you can get to the gym at a less busy time, probably really early in the morning, really late at night, maybe the middle of the day, just so it's not like peak hours, it's super busy. There's a ton of people there, a lot going on and you'll just be less stressed that no one is watching you, hopefully. You say peak times, that, that can vary by gym, but what do you mean? Do you mean like before work and after work and lunchtime? <laughs> yeah, so I find that the peak time is generally before work. So people have like 9 a.m. jobs. I don't have that, but so that would be like what, like seven, between seven and nine probably is really busy. And then after work, between five and seven, I find is very busy. So definitely don't go during those two times. But I personally go to the gym at like 10 a.m. I know that's a really weird time because I don't work a normal job and there's really not anyone there. So that's a great time to go. I'm assuming any time really, probably not specifically lunchtime, like 12 p.m. Probably not good, but any other middle times between there is good. I'm, I'm sure the fitness facility could tell you, hey, this is when it's the most busy here. Yeah. You should probably come at this time. <laughs> exactly. I do know some, like I know Planet Fitness has in their app, they show you the peak hours for each facility. So yeah. if you go to Planet Fitness, which a lot of beginners do, which is great, that is an option. The little mom and pop gyms probably don't have that. The little boutique yeah. ones, no. But. Exactly. What I suggest to all of my clients is... If you can put together some household items at home, or if you have like home weights, try to practice your form at home. Like literally go to YouTube, search up whatever exercise you're going to do or plan to do there and practice it at home. Because if you're going into the gym and practice it at the gym and you're like, I don't know if this is good or not, like you're going to feel really uncomfortable. So just do it at home, record yourself at home so that you can compare it through YouTube video you're watching and see what it looks like. And then you'll know in the gym, wow, I look pretty good doing this exercise. Love it. I always have people, if, if the form's kind of a questioner, that my back hurts on a deadlift. Let me send you a video of good form. Let's see you do a video yeah. of good form. And yeah, that's a great way to go exactly. back and forth without actually being in the gym in front of everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then if you can also bring a friend with you, that always helps because just being with your friend makes you more comfortable. And Something I found that I didn't really think about before is wear clothes that you're really comfortable in. I actually experienced this recently myself because I don't really wear like those, you know, gym girl short shorts to the gym, you know, the little tight spandex ones, which are like really popular, but I don't ever wear those. And I got some for free and I was like, I got to wear these because these are like good quality shorts. So I wore them to the gym and I was like, I'm like really uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I don't like this. And I was like, are people looking at me like funny? <laughs> and so that like actually gave me a little bit of anxiety. So definitely go in clothes that you are comfortable in and you look good in and it will actually really help you. I love that. I love that. Awesome. So one of the questions that, that I get a lot is, you know, everybody at the gym is so fit. <laughs> they feel like they come into the gym and like, okay, this is a place for fit people. I am not in that place yet. Right. Um, you know, people are staring at me when I go to the free weights. Uh, people are looking at me when I go to the, the machines and they know I don't belong or so they think that people think that, right. Yeah. What, what would you suggest in that particular instance? I think it's important to look at it from the perspective of everyone was once you like no one just walked into the gym super buff so like you got to think about these people understand that not everyone in there is going to be at their level 
people are gonna be beginners. That's just a fact, right? So I know that most of the gym members aren't judging you. They are happy to see you there. They are secretly cheering you on. What I would suggest is just honestly focus on you. If you're looking around during a rest period or whatever, just go on your phone maybe. That's what I do. I don't ever notice people actually staring at me because I'm always on my phone or I'm not paying attention to what's around me. Focus on you. Like just be in your own world and don't pay attention to the other people. And you won't notice them. If you don't notice them staring at you, then it's not a problem. But I think a lot of people also, they're busy looking at themselves. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes, that is a fact like for, for sure. Like people are worried about themselves they're like they don't care about you at all but it's just everyone gets in their head about it yeah whether it's checking out form or checking themselves in the mirror you know whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> and people are rarely looking at you so this is a question that we got as well um from you know somebody in the group here is you know they're trying they're pushing through that gym anxiety they're using heavier weights they're using the machines um, but these gym bros are being a little aggressive. <laughs> what do you, what would you suggest in, in that particular instance? Yeah. So especially if like the gym is really busy, this might be an opportunity for you to be like, you can work in with me. Like we can switch out if you're saying you're doing like a, a you're using a bench and you're doing like a shoulder press or something like we can switch out between sets, but other than that, like I have X amount of sets left. If you don't like it, like you're not going to be able to work out. You belong there as much as he does or she does. So just, you got to think like that. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's terminology that people don't really know. When you say work in with someone, what does that mean? Oh yeah. Okay. So basically uh, say you're doing like a one set of shoulder presses or something. And then when you're resting, the other person would come in and use the bench while you're resting. So that's how okay, that works. you just alternate back and forth mm -hmm. during your rest they work out and yeah 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 that happens a lot when it's busy uh people will just ask you to work in so just maybe you'll make a friend <laughs> there you go that's a good way to look at it when it's super busy yeah you can make friends <laughs> it's true yeah. awesome. awesome now when people start to venture away from the the cardio equipment and into the more, I say gym stuff, but the, the weights, the machines, there can be some confusion on what weight is best. Um, are they doing the exercise right? What is the best way to tell? Um, in terms of like how much weight you should be lifting, I always say that whatever rep range you're training in, say you're doing eight reps, the last three reps of every set should be very challenging. By the eighth rep, you can't even get it up. That's how hard it should be trial and error test out some weights because you never know like what that's going to be if you're just starting out um so do trial and error and figure it out for every exercise it's going to be different so right and i think that goes back to you saying hey make a structured plan so then you can take notes yes. oh for my bicep curls the tens were good I, I i can't do much more i can't do 12 pound weights and then the next time you can see that and pr try to progress it's also important to note yeah you want to get to a point where you're fatigue you work into fatigue but the, this is a phrase when I was in person and training people all the guys wanted to they had this mindset of no pain no gain and that's like you want yeah. the burn you want the muscle mm -hmm. to burn and fatigue but you don't need shooting 
pain, right? To, no. to get the benefit of the exercise. So yeah, don't no. aim for pain, aim for a good burn. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Pain is not good. We want to burn, but we don't want actual physical pain because that probably means you injured yourself. This is another question I get is, well, I, I wasn't sore, you know, like when I worked out, like, did, did, what does that mean? And I'm like, well, you don't have to be sore to have a good workout. Soreness is literally just an indicator that you did something your body's not used to. So if you either, like, say you just started working out and you did new stuff, like you're, you're going to be sore because your body's not used to that. If you switch out your exercises, it'll be a little sore too because you're not used to doing those specific exercises. So when you're used to a routine though, you won't really be very sore. Like, you, I don't know if you experience soreness, but I don't really experience soreness unless I pushed myself harder than I normally would. Like I lifted more weight or something like that. Right. Well, having just given birth three months ago, well, I, the last yeah, that's <laughs> couple months of the pregnancy, I, was, I wasn't doing much weight training right. I was walking because that's all I was mm -hmm. physically comfortable doing and then now that I've you know slowly started getting back into the gym and gotten more comfortable I've started myself slow as people should um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting sore <laughs> yeah and also like if you are sore which you should be if you're just starting out and you're doing all this new stuff some ways to reduce it would be foam rolling which I actually have a foam roll over here like, not really on purpose but foam roll use this bad boy it will help you reduce your muscle soreness and then i personally take a post-workout supplement as well it's it's technically bcaa's but um that helps me a lot too with my muscle soreness always warm up always stretch at the end yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> hydrate that also helps good. <laughs> hydration um, electrolytes are good as well I think I don't think a lot of people know about those to be honest because no one really like talks about them I feel like. like they're just like oh hydrate with water but if you're like losing a lot of sweat or like sodium like you need to replenish that which is important if somebody says hey I'm gonna go to the gym three times a week to get started and they go and they do the same for this example machines every single time they go is that good should they be doing something different each day they go what do you think there yeah, so this is kind of where like muscle splits or workout splits come into play. Um, I know kind of like the most popular ones that I teach are just full body or like upper lower and then push pull legs. So if you're doing a full body split, I think it's fine for you to do the same three days, but not in a row. Like you definitely need to take at least a day or two between each of them. Um, but that's kind of the only split where I'm like, you can do the same exact workout every time you go. And I know some coaches will be like, you can, like you, you switch up the exercises, but it's still full body. I think either way works for that, but that is the one exception I have. <laughs> so for the other splits, like if you're doing upper and lower, you should not be doing the same machines for both upper and lower. Cause that makes no sense. Same with push pull legs. Like just to explain what that is. Cause some people probably don't know. Push is chest, shoulders and triceps and then pull is back and biceps together. And then legs is legs um but none of those are the same so you should not be doing, working the same machines for any of those days if you are by chance doing the same day twice a week like if i was doing push day twice a week that's okay for those two days to be the same but they shouldn't be like the push shouldn't be the same as pull and legs etc yeah and like you said not doing them back to back days you know you, mm -hmm. you build muscle in the recovery 
in your arrest. Exactly. And so, yep. you know, a lot of perhaps newbies don't know that, you know, when you exercise, mm-hmm. when you do weight training, you are damaging the muscle. You're creating all those little micro tears in the muscle and they grow back stronger, sometimes bigger, depending on how you train, in your rest. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't just keep hitting the same muscle day after day after day, because then it's just going to not help it. That's (laughs) why I don't understand how, (laughs) like, I know a lot of gym girls would just hit legs, like, every day. I'm like, how do you, like, how? Like, why? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense to me, because you physically need rest in between to grow. So I'm like, you're just, like, it's counterproductive. Um, And that kind of leads me to another point, sleeping which is rest is super important when you're trying to build muscle or lose weight or anything really. Cause if you don't have proper sleep, you're not going to do any of that. So get at least seven hours of sleep. I say. I think it's just diet and exercise, which it's so much more, you know, you got sleep, it your hydration, is. stress, which uh-huh. kind of plays into all of that. Um, hormones. Now, a lot of people will notice when they get started at the gym, or even at home, they notice like, wow, <laughs> I'm right hand dominant. My left side is not nearly as strong as my right. Mm-hmm. Do I need to use a lighter weight <laughs> on this side and just have one ten and one five and do bicep mm-hmm. curls this way? Should I force this one to suffer through the ten pound? What do you, I mean? I'm sure you get that question all the time too. What What do you do there? Yes, I do get that question a lot. So what I suggest is you definitely should use the same weight for each hand, but keep it whatever weight is on your weaker side. So if you can use 10 on your left side and then 15 on your right side, keep it at 10 so that you can build it up to your right side. And what I would suggest is if you're doing 10 reps, do 10 reps of each, but then once you're done, do a few extra reps on your weaker side. And eventually it will catch up to your stronger side. A lot of people that I've talked to um, that are hesitant to go to the gym say, you know, I need to lose some weight first. I I need to get down to a good weight place and then I want to strength train. Then I want to go to the gym. Um, What do you suggest there? The only thing that going to the gym and lifting weights is going to do is make you lose weight faster, especially if you're combining it with cardio. So I would not suggest doing that. I would suggest going to the gym immediately and trying to get burn as many calories as you can and get your nutrition in in line and all that. So that is my suggestion. And I don't think people know that, you know, muscle utilizes more calories. So the more muscle you Mm -hmm. have, the more calories you're burning throughout the day. So Mm -hmm. yeah, between the exercise and having more muscle, you're going to, yeah, like you said, drop the body fat a little quicker. Exactly. And people also don't know that there's a thing called newbie gains, which is when you just start lifting, I think it's like a year's time frame. Like you can actually build muscle while you're eating in a calorie deficit, which normally you can't do that. Like don't ever try to do that unless you're just starting because it's not going to be helpful at all to building muscle. But when you're just starting, like that is an additional benefit you can get. So definitely hit the gym, hit the weights hard when you're just starting. People want to lose fat hopefully Mm -hmm. they want to lose weight but hopefully they want to lose body fat what is the best exercise what's the best workout to lose that 
whenever people ask me that, I'm like, the best exercise for you is your diet. <laughs> There's no exercise that's going to make you lose fat unless you're eating in a calorie deficit. That is what it is. Right. Yeah. And, you know, to build muscle, it's the opposite with the, you mm-hmm. know, kind of that exception of the newbie gains, right? Yeah. But, you know, to build muscle, the muscle needs to come from somewhere. Lots of protein, calorie surplus, or else you will not be making any gains. Yeah. Now, if Unless you are in a calorie deficit and losing body fat or trying to lose weight, um, are there specific additional exercises that they should be doing now that they're in a calorie deficit? The big compound lifts are going to be best for you just because they work multiple muscle groups at one time. And so because of that, you burn more calories, like things like squatting, deadlifting, barbell rows, things that use multiple muscle groups at a time are going to be better for you. And more time effective. Also, if you're in a time crunch, because I know a lot of people are like, I don't have time to go to the gym. I'm like, you can do like two of these exercises in like 30 minutes and be done. Like you don't need to do... 10 exercises in one workout session. Uh, Like you can literally do like four to six exercises and that is completely fine. I think that, and this is a a question that we got, but you know, people are like, Hey, I don't, I don't want to spend hours at the gym. I don't have time for that, you know, and and they don't have to, right. You know, I don't spend an hour at the gym um, because I want to, I got, I do the compound movements. I get in and out real quick and make sure I stretch and warm up. But um, how long would you suggest somebody start out with at the gym like 30 minutes is probably like I don't think less than that is really going to be super effective so like 30 minutes between 30 and 60 minutes that's what I'd say yeah yeah you always account time for for the warm-up and the cool down right five yeah. ten minutes of each and then you have you know you can do a couple of those compound exercises and be good to go awesome right now we keep talking about losing fat and gaining muscle. People want to tone. Emily, they want to tone. How yeah, do they, they tone? Do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a lot of people don't know that toning is just a word that means gaining muscle and losing fat. To reveal your muscle, tone. So what we got to do here is, first of all, build some muscle mass. So if you're in a position where like, you don't have to lose a lot of weight, probably best to bulk first so that you can gain muscle mass and then cut it down afterwards. But if you're starting from a place where like you need to lose a lot of weight, that probably doesn't really make sense. So maybe cut first, lose some weight, and then bulk when you're in a place to do so. And then cut again to kind of cut down and reveal that tone. Some people just do body recomposition if they can. I know I personally enjoy that the most because I've never been like super overweight or super underweight. I've just kind of always like stayed in the same weight range. So if you are someone who you're like kind of like okay with your weight, but you want to look better overall, like you want to look more toned and like drop some fat, that's a good option for you. You technically lose fat and gain muscle at the same time, but it's just a much longer, like slower process. Yeah, it doesn't happen nearly as quick as the newbie gains. No, you will not see results. Like you will have to probably wait like six months to start seeing results, which a lot of people don't like. And that's probably why they don't do it. But for me, I was like, you know, makes sense to do. We keep throwing out these terms, bulk and cut. Um, Do you want to give a brief description of what those mean? Yep. So bulking is when you go through a phase of eating in a calorie 
surplus and so that you are physically gaining weight and hopefully muscle mass, not just weight, because we don't want to gain extra fat, right? Um, but when you do bulk, you will gain extra fat. It just comes with the process. And that's why people cut down after. And so to explain what a cut is, it's going into a calorie deficit in order to reduce your fat percent overall. Right. And like you said, with both, both happen. You know, when you, you want to do it just enough so you gain mostly muscle and a little bit of fat. Mm-hmm. And then when you cut, well, yeah, you're gaining, you're losing body fat, but you might lose a little bit of muscle. Yeah, too. it happens. And that's why you bulk again, and then you just keep going and process. <laughs> it goes in circles. <laughs> right. Awesome. I'm trying to think of what other questions we had, you know, well, oh, you mentioned supplements. Um, hmm. You do BCAAs, for those that don't know, it's branched chain amino acids. Amino acids are the building blocks of protein. Um, what other supplements do you perhaps recommend for beginners? Well, you mentioned supplements aren't needed, but what may yeah. be useful for people? Yeah, so definitely, like, I think a lot of people think they are necessary. So it's important to, like, say that they aren't. You can do it completely without any supplementation at all. But ones that I recommend are, first of all, what we already talked about, BCAAs or, like, a post-workout supplement just because it helps your muscles recover faster. Um, Creatine, I personally like. I know a lot of people, like, how it's kind of like a controversial thing, but... I think if you're trying to gain muscle, creatine is super helpful. And then protein powder. If you are someone who struggles to hit your protein goal with real food, definitely a protein powder to get you that extra boost. But you don't want to just be having like straight protein powder all day because you should be getting most of your protein from actual food. Like I'm not really huge on supplements. Like these are kind of like just the top three that I think of. Um, The last one I think of is just like a pre-workout. I don't personally take pre-workout because it makes me super unwell. Some ingredient in it that makes me really nauseous (laughs) and it's not caffeine because I have energy drinks normally before my workouts for the caffeine, but for some reason I can't take pre-workout. Like it's just me and pre-workout are not friends, but a lot of people do take it and it's great for them to like get a pump and get that energy. So definitely recommend if you can take a pre-workout without feeling unwell. Yeah, that whatever stimulant maybe it is that. Yeah, there's some ingredient in it that's just not good for me. And I'm sure like other people. Yeah, like I don't know. Just any caffeine you can have before is generally helpful. Track how much caffeine you're having because sometimes it will make you lightheaded when you're working out, especially if you're hitting a leg day. I kind of noticed that I should not take any caffeine at all before a leg day because I. I get so lightheaded because because you got to think about like your legs are such big muscles that you're working really hard and first of all you're gonna be like really out of breath anyways and like lightheaded but then the caffeine on top of that like just makes you extra jittery and lightheaded so a lot of them contain like 200 300 milligrams of caffeine like that's a lot of caffeine to have at one time if you're especially if you're not used to it like that's ease your way into it because you will not be feeling so hot (laughs) if you take the full dose yeah, start slow with that and then some people hesitate with creatine it's a mm-hmm. i think marketed as like a, ooh, a big man yeah. hulk kind of supplement when it helps you retain water in the muscle and can help you recover mm-hmm. quicker and see those muscle gains quicker um yeah yeah not necessarily just for men but no i, I all women should take it 
I think all women should take it. If you're trying to get muscles, you should take it. And it's not like you're just going to take it and like start like building massive muscles. Like you have to still put in so much work and food into your body to actually build muscles and get bulky. Like, I don't know if you can like see my arm right now, but like it's some people might think it's like a little bulky, but I don't know if you know like how much work I had to do to get like I didn't just pop up like this overnight like I had to put in so much work in to get this way like you will not get bulky by accident which I think a lot of females especially think is that when they start lifting weights they're just gonna get really bulky and that is like not like you have to do it on purpose pretty much because it's hard right yeah uh, I think that was the last question we had you know Mm -hmm. I don't want to get bulky. It's like, okay, you're not going to look like a he-man out there. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> You've been training, like you said, for four years. And this is, is this right. the most, would you say, physically fit that you've been or... It's yeah, this is actually, yeah, no, this is like, like, I used to be actually a little bulkier, but I've recently like leaned out a little bit. So this is probably like the most fit I've ever been. So it, it's taken me this many years to look like this. That's another thing is like, don't expect to just work out for a few months and look amazing. That's not gonna happen. People you're looking at on social media have been working out for so many years and to compare yourself to them is just not realistic at all your journey and it's going to take time and yeah having the right help and knowing what you're doing is going to make that process a little easier but yeah for sure yeah ashley asks are there any resources for someone who might be new to lifting weights in the gym maybe something to help them get comfortable with the movements and the names of the exercises you know you say shoulder press but people don't know Mm -hmm. perhaps what that means yep so i don't want to plug my own ebook but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have an I have an e a beginner's ebook actually that um, it has something called the plug and chug guide. It's a pre made workout for you, but it's not because you have to plug in the exercises from a list of exercises that I made. Um, so you're kind of making your own workout because that was the point. I didn't want to make it for you. I wanted you to do the work for, for yourself, but. It has an entire list of muscles and then what exercises are good for them and then YouTube videos attached to them. So that would be helpful. Awesome. And I think it's good at a lot of these gyms and facilities, they have those machines where they have the picture. Okay, these are the muscles you should be feeling it in. This is what the exercise, the movement is called. And so then you can almost replicate that same movement with free weights on the movement. Um, once you progress from the machines. And some of the machines also have uh, QR codes like right on the machine that you can scan on your phone and it will show you a video of how to do it, which is very helpful. And then additionally, you can, if you know the name of the exercise that the machine is, like you can look up a free weight version of it, which is another option. I think another question that I tend to get is, okay, where do I start as far as machines go versus free weights versus the cable tower? And something that I think I've told people in the past is like the the machines themselves offer very little room for error. Exactly. (laughs) The machine moves in a motion that is dictated by the machine. You can put it on it. And then you have the cables, which it's still working in a, it's still pulling you in a specific direction. Whereas a free weight, you can just kind of chuck it across the room and really injure something. But yeah, yeah, I would start with machines for the mm-hmm. newbie newbies and then kind of progress to the cables and then the, the free weights. Is that something that you would suggest yeah. too? 
Yeah, I feel like that order makes the most sense. And to be honest, like I, even though I'm not a beginner, I still use a lot of machines. Like I like the stability it provides. You can lift more weight with it. So that's actually something I like as well. Even if you're not a beginner. <laughs> yeah, you want to lift heavy weight? Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. We did get one more question. How many times a week should you do cardio and strength training? And should you do them both on the same day or is it better to do them on different days? That is a good question. So I usually recommend strength training at least three days a week. And then you have to take at least one rest day. Like I'm not suggesting you work out for six days, but at very minimum, you should have at least one rest day a week. Um, but I think between like three and five is probably the best range of days you should strength train. And then for cardio, like you can definitely do it on your off days, but if you're going to do it in the same day that you're training, do it after you lift weights because then your strength training session will be more effective. Um, and people are like, why wouldn't I do it before? Cause then I'll be like tired and then like burn more calories. But if it's the same thing the other way as well, like if you strength train, your heart rate is going to be pretty high. And then when you go to do cardio, you'll burn more calories doing cardio that way. So. That is what I suggest. I would say prioritize, you know, do first whatever your priority is. You know, if you want to mm -hmm. get stronger, well, do your strength first. If you're worried about improving your heart health, do your yeah. cardio first. Yeah, right? the only time you should do cardio first is if you're like specifically training for like maybe a race or something, or like um, you just want to improve your like cardiovascular system. But other than that, always strength train first. I'm not seeing any other questions pop up. We appreciate you, Emily, for. Thank you so much for listening in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend and tag me on Instagram at emilyrobinson.fit so that I can personally thank you. You can also head over to my website, emilyrobinsonfitness.com to check out my beginner's ebook that goes over everything you need to know about mindset, working out, and nutrition to get started with your fitness journey and succeed. Until next time, signing off, Coach Emily.